0: that's www.beer52.com dot com forward slash WTAF.
1: The Bingham Horse. What a bleed hell are you doing? I'll tell you what I'm doing, Pav, I'm trying to record the voiceover for the advert for our Pancast Shindig, you know, the fifth anniversary. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear that though. It sounds creepy. No, well, why? It's I'm trying to be movie man, you know, movie, <laughs> movie trailer man. It doesn't work. Right, well, you do it. it. How would you do movie trailer man then? April 14th. Is it <laughs> You see, that doesn't work either. <laughs> Shall I just do it normally? We both do it normally. Right, so. Hey! Hey, yeah! <laughs> <laughs>
0: How about that, you see? April the 14th. What yeah. are you doing?
1: I'm uh, at the Pancast 5th Shindig, which is at the Bingham Hall, Sirensis. The doors open 7pm. When? On April the 14th. And who's going to be playing at this Shindig? At this Shindig, we have got the wonderful Mac and Cheese. Yeah. Well, they sound fantastic. Who else? We have got the beautiful young vintage. <laughs> Coolio. And if you can believe this, we have got Aaron as Elvis probably the number uno. (laughs) Number one, Elvis.
0: Well, mate, if I wasn't in the show, I'd be
1: paying to go to that show. But hang on. Not only have you got those three acts, you've also got myself and you yeah. will be having a sing-along. We will. There'll be parties galore, there's surprises, there'll be all sorts. Don't build it up too much. Well, we got to. Okay. No, that's but, it. it's all yours for £10 a ticket. £10 do, pound a ticket. Do, if you want a ticket, please email uh, pancast.live.com to get your ticket. They are selling fast, so be quick. Saturday, 14th of April, Bingham
0: Hall, Sirencester. Doors open at 7pm. Get there or get not
1: square yeah yeah well this podcast is sponsored by DJ Baird carpentry and building services for more details contact them via facebook at djbaird.carpentry email them at dan.baird at hotmail.com or telephone them on 07904 07904738993 Hello there, this is the Reverend Francis Seaton, and you're listening to
0: What the Actual Fuck.
2: <laughs> Scarecrow Festival is like the most important day of the year. Yeah! Oh! Daft Cow? This is just
0: ridiculous. What the actual fuck? Hey, what the actual fuckers? Welcome to another episode of WTAF, This Country Podcast. I'm here with the man who can't take football training as he has no insurance, uh, and he is the original nosy old cock wobble. (laughs) Womble! Womble! (laughs) Womble. (laughs) (laughs) That's... That's... (laughs)
1: Show. Yes, that's,
0: that's <laughs> the, the <laughs> prediction. Pre- predictive text. Cock wobble. The phone didn't know what a womble was, so made it wobble, and I read it. How bad is that? Why?
1: Well, Hello, it's Neil? It? Hello, Pav. Hello, everyone. How are you?
0: Oh my god! I feel good. I'm going red. Wobble. <laughs> anyway, you are a cock wobble. Well, that's not do. a cock womble. Okay. <laughs> um, before we introduce our guests, let's just quickly say we have some fantastic. Prizes to give away. You have to listen at the end of the podcast. Um, Now, tell me what that... How do you say that? Posterity. No. (laughs) (laughs) Poster. It's poster, I-T-T-Y. So, I think it's supposed to be posterity, isn't it? But posterity.com... Sorry, uh, Pippa, this is... (laughs) Yeah, posterity. Yeah, posterity. (laughs) Stay tuned to the end of the podcast for your chance to win some fantastic... Uh, this country posters there
1: absolutely said it
0: now our superfan guest this week is an actress best known for her role in pete versus life and of course as alan partridge's co-host that breath of fresh air zoe (laughs) on mid-morning matters where she stole and broke alan's heart all in one episode absolutely ladies and gentlemen it's pippa duffy hello 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 Me on. Oh, it's a pleasure. The one thing we've been I've been doing on Twitter is scouring to find any famous people that have been like <laughs> loving the show.
2: Oh, and you ended up with me. <laughs> <laughs> no listen
0: listen, both myself and Neil are massive Alan Partridge fans huge
2: well me too so when when
0: you came out and said oh yeah I'd love to be on the show I thought oh my god I was like um Annie Potts in Ghostbusters went boom we got one (laughs) (laughs) rang a big massive bell so thank you very
1: much for doing this for us oh you're welcome so so, um I nearly said Zoe then (laughs) I I must admit I will say if we (laughs) slip into that I'm sorry I have got your <laughs>
0: name written in big letters on the top of my bit of paper, because I'm worried that all I'm going to do is go, so Zoe,
1: because that's what I'm going to yeah. do. I know I'm going to do and it. And I nearly did. So, Pippa, and, Hang on,
0: i got one more thing go to on say. I'm um, trying to find a way of putting in your introduction a mention of fish fingers, beans and chips, because I saw your picture on, on Twitter or Instagram, whichever oh, it was. Oh,
2: God, yeah. Yeah, my mum fail. I'm a shit cook, and then... Um, <laughs> My husband is the cook of the family. He's really, really good. But I thought, you know, it's Mother's Day. I'll try and be a mother for a little bit, give them a little, little bit of TLC. And instead, they ended up with burnt things that, <laughs> that really anyone can make but, but me. Um, so, yeah. But nonetheless, everyone does all this outpouring, don't they, on, on social media?
1: Indeed. The absolutely. In
2: the world, And I just hope that my children really subscribe to that.
1: Good. Did they eat it? <laughs>
2: not really <laughs> i was gonna say because if they
1: did it's good roughage isn't it
2: it is yeah. you know
1: it's all it's all part of the building experience of life i suppose i'm just
2: teaching them that life can be really shit sometimes yeah. exactly exactly <laughs> that's what i'm doing for
1: them that was a good lesson that was a good lesson <laughs> so people what i was going to ask is so what was how did you get yourself introduced to um this country where did well, you join at the
2: I'm I'm living in Spain. I'm doing some work at a drama school out in Spain, um, which is very nice. We've got a few months out here with the family, We've thought yes, we'll have that. And so we're reliant on uh the iPlayer. So we were just kind of flicking through new stuff, and then we came across this country, and my husband went, Oh, one of my friends has been watching that, says it's brilliant. So we did a bit of a binge of season one, and I was like, This is the best new kind of mockumentary style comedy that i've seen i i think since the office mm. really obviously partridge aside because partridge is partridge mm. um i just i thought it was brilliant a, a breath of fresh air um <laughs> i just i think they're genius and it's so well observed i went to uni in bristol and did drama back there and there is a certain kind of dry west country thing that like obviously you guys know about mm. um and they just nail it i think it's awesome
0: I was going to say, that's one thing that we've said, is we think it's that, obviously, The Office sort of set the benchmark for that kind of...
2: Yeah, of and have mockument- been imitating ever since, yeah. all of us, in terms of so, our performance as well, you know. Yeah, well,
0: you were you a fan of The Office as well, were you?
2: Oh, I, completely. And that's, my, like, Partridge, The Office, that's kind of what I grew up late teens into becoming an actor, sort of that period. That's very much my generation of, like, that's how I want to be, that's the stuff I want to be in, Um like lots of improv at drama school where we all basically did shit office impressions yeah. and Partridge quotes and you know and um, happy times i must say uh so yeah so it's the first thing kind of since that time that's made me go yeah you, you've got that genre and you've taken it somewhere else as well
0: it's weird how it's all a big circle because when we had charlie and daisy in here charlie said that one of the big influences was alan partridge yeah, was, Yeah. so mm. you can you can sort of see it in their writing, can't Absolutely. you? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Really can. It's
2: those lingering shots as well, pa- past where the scene has happened, past where the dramatic moments, just the lingering shot on the kind of bleak despair of it all. Mm. It's just so... And both of them have excellent dry... And, and the rest of the cast as well. Just dry responses to stuff, with a little tiny eyebrow or a look to side or something. You're like That just says it all. Mm. does more than a script could do.
1: Do you actually have a favourite character?
2: Do you know, I was thinking about this. It swaps each episode, but I do, I think probably Kerry, I think she's, there's just like quiet genius going on there. Her face, just the stuff she can do with her face it's it's amazing it's so expressive and also the the fact that she's got so much pathos as well and that you know all of these great shows like that you have that pathos in a couple of the characters including Partridge in mm. in Partridge himself and in Lynn obviously you have to have your scapegoat character and i think she manages to roll that into also being like one of the protagonists as well i think it's re- it's really cleverly structured
1: absolutely so episode wise then in series 1 is, which one stood out the most for you do you have a favorite
2: Oh, my favorite. I, I still think I like the first one, the one with the guys, the, with, where they all make the scarecrow, the scarecrow oh, yeah. at the fate, and he just gets really ticked off with it all. It like, and that was the episode that drew us in as well. Just the fact that they take something so mundane and shit so seriously, and that's where its genius lies, isn't it? Is that like they take these terrible storylines if you read them on paper. And they make it so important, mm. and, and they make, it make a point for the characters. So I think that's probably still my favourite one in the first series.
0: I think it's the fact. That I, they, did... I was going to say they live such a secular life that yeah. there's, there's like they've got a wall around where they live, mm. and there is nothing else outside that wall. So something think... like a yearly scarecrow <laughs> festival, <laughs> yeah. or a duck race, or a duck race is the the <laughs> thing they need to concentrate on.
2: It's brilliant. I've got a new favourite quote, though, I have to say, that the the third episode, <laughs> you your fingers right on my yes. last <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, song. Deli- what is so brilliant about her, she didn't deliver it like it was a funny, she just says it like it's a true thing that she's saying, and that's why it's so funny. Yeah. Need- she's not playing it for comedy. I, you know? I,
0: I want to speak to Daisy, because I wondered whether or not everybody just, that was like a throwaway line, and everybody cracked up after that, because the cut after that is like almost... Straight away, so it's how almost
2: great face. Absolutely,
1: I, I, that's a T-shirt. You, that should be a T-shirt.
2: I you, you guys can probably tell me how much is info and how much is scripted.
1: Uh, well, apparently, more is scripted than uh, we we would believe, isn't it? They mm. try and stick to the script as much as they can. Um, when, same as
2: Partridge, actually. Yeah,
1: and so um, when the director and that would then, after they'd recorded that, would then go back and film. Some improv, only bits. I mean, more yeah. in the second series, didn't they? They said than the first series.
2: Well, everyone's found their characters by then, haven't mm. they? And you've got the relationships and stuff. So, I suppose the improv comes more naturally in the scenario.
0: I think they also had longer to shoot the second series than the first series, and they didn't have very much money in the first series. Which course, they, yeah. they said one of the reasons that Oven Space is set in the kitchen is because they didn't have any money left, and it had oh, to be, yeah. it had to be the two of them like in them. one room, and that was it. That's all they could do. So,
2: <laughs> their props are pizza, like, <laughs> Awesome.
1: <laughs> Which is probably my favourite episode, Oven Space. Yeah. I think it's just yeah, so funny.
2: Yeah, it's really good. It's really
0: good. So how have you how have you found the second series then? Do you like it as much as the, the first, or...?
2: I think I may... It, it's really different. I think I maybe like it even more. Hmm. I think the characters are bolder now, because everyone's found their stride of it, and I like how much the Vickers featuring. I think that's, again, just a brilliant bit of writing, and um, so yeah probably second but with these kind of comedy shows where they start really small and really raw there is a magic to a first series isn't there and mm. then it kind of goes from there and one hopes it doesn't go too big almost like selfishly because you want to keep that kind of raw thing that they've got going on that's so, like really unpretentious um, <clears throat> although for them I hope they make shitloads of money and get a Hollywood movie out of it you know <laughs> <laughs>
1: Absolutely, I could see it as a movie.
2: I
0: really could. Well, we've said before, haven't we, that they've they've got to go to Benidorm or something in the in the true sort of tradition of oh, BBC yeah. sitcoms where they they go off to Benidorm or Copacabana. The <laughs> they've got all like you said, a Christmas episode. We there's got to,
1: see there's what got to be a Christmas, a Christmas episode.
2: episode. Would be genius. Like Gavin and Stacey did some pretty magic stuff with Christmas episodes. Mm. Like a Christmas episode with that, I can imagine would be the bleakest. Be bleaker than EastEnders. Oh, I Great. don't think
0: anything can be as bleak as EastEnders, <laughs> can it? I mean, that's about as bleak as it
2: gets.
1: I, I honestly don't know. It's been so long since I've seen it. I I wouldn't have a clue. I'm sure it's
0: still <laughs> the same um, storylines when I used to watch it yeah, 20 probably. years ago. But... It's got
2: much the same cast, you know. Yeah. More than likely. More than
0: <laughs> oh likely. Um, so when it comes to... I mean, you said to to Neil about your favourite character. Is there any particular... I mean, like all, the one thing that gets me about the, the series is how natural it is. Yeah, and as an as an actress, is that quite a hard thing to do? Or I mean, I'm I'm not an actor at all, so I it always looks amazing. Always strikes me how actors and actresses make things look natural. But is that the hardest thing to do? That's
2: the job, isn't it? But it's I think different actors and actresses have different strengths, and I think this particular genre of comedy is a really, really particular skill. And I think that's like that's why I like it so much is that not just they but all of the cast. I think it's been brilliantly cast. Everyone's got that understated thing going on because there's lo like there's loads of brilliant comedies on television where the style of performance is completely different to this, where you, you know you're you know you're getting a funny. The timing's really traditional, but it really works and it's brilliant as well. But this is just the other end of things where it's going for that naturalism, and I, I suppose with these performers particularly and curtain obviously because they've written it Mm. i'd love to know how near you probably do i'd love to know how near the characters are to them and also being brother and sister and playing some of these scenes must because i've got brother and sister i don't think we could ever get acts together it'd be really cringe-worthy so that's very cool but yeah being natural it depends on the material if the material is good it it should be easy because that should be what we're good at doing but we do sometimes find it hard not to be like stagey or to really like egg the funny. Sometimes if I'm doing script readings for, for projects, my husband will be like, "No, you just sound like you're trying to be in the office." Oh right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Ricky Chavay's voice or the Partridge voice, or you know, because they've become iconic. So that kind of style of performance, you have to just sort of strip back that and and keep the character really really real. That's it's just telling the truth. Sounds really wanky and normal, yeah. that thing, so that you can tell I'm teaching. actually can't you? Um, But yeah, just telling the truth. If you've got strong material, then the funnies will land. You don't have to land them.
0: Right, because I noticed on the episode when we had uh, Daisy and Charlie in here, you can see the dynamic of them as brother and sister, can't you? Because they aren't doing nothing but having a go at each other and they're blaming (laughs) each other for things that they, you know, when they don't get any work done, it's each other's fault. And you do wonder how they get any work done. Because I know if I work with my brother, we get. Fuck all done. <laughs> we are getting nothing done because yeah. we just argue about everything. Yeah. So it must be an amazing thing that they can, the the, the quality of work that they're getting out. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's yeah. crazy.
1: It's crazy. So when you were talking about your performances on on Alan Partridge, was the director there to help you do that as well? Does he? Yeah. You know, to so make it I'm, natural.
2: Like my first day on Partridge was probably the scariest day of my life because I, I mean, I wasn't there for very long. It was all done really quickly but it was still probably my favorite thing I've ever done for obvious reasons you know it's partridge um but yeah I turned up having my audition was an improvised audition with the producer Ted so I hadn't met Steve yet or the writers and the script was it was very much like this is provisional can you just improvise around it so basically the audition was impro to camera and so then when I arrived on my first day haven't got the gig i had w- been sent the scripts i had been reading them And we got there and Steve and Armando and the Gibbon brothers said, we're throwing the scripts out because we're not happy with them. So um, can you guys just improvise for the day? Literally me in a room with Armando Iannucci, Steve Coogan, the the amazing Gibbon brothers, Ted, the the producer, who's done all sorts of amazing things, and and me. Um, And I'm so glad no one warned me I was going to have to do that because actually it was brilliant. It's one of Mm. the best days ever. It's because you, you just kind of have to so you improv and then the scripts grew out of that but um, but yeah on set I mean, St- St- Steve learns his lines like exact and then they sometimes throw things in. Armando was there for a lot of the process but they kind of they kind of tag team as director it's really interesting and in the process sometimes Armando would be voicing Alan when we were improvising and they'd kind of flip it between the two of them so I would definitely say that Steve does a lot of that as well, and, and Ted as well, the producer. So you, you get quite a lot of input because they've all worked together for so long. Mm. This man is so real to all of them. He's not—I would say, you know, with my limited experience, he's not just Steve's. He belongs to Armando as well. So um, it was a fascinating experience.
0: So it, does Steve? Does he stay in character, or does he just flit in and out of it? He obviously knows the character so well now. Well, like...
2: we were fil- we were filming quickly because it was originally the Foster's shorts. Mm, that's um, right. So yeah. we just had that very small. Um, set, and he, he pretty much, he's very focused, like he's super professional, he's really good at his job, you know, he he gets things done in the first couple of takes, then he'll try different things, and he'll stay quite matter-of-fact in between the takes to make it happen, so it's not that he sort of comes massively out of character, but he's not like being Alan all day, no.
0: Right. <laughs> and were you, were you a fan of Alan Partridge before you got the part?
2: Enormous, huge fan, it was you, you can imagine the screaming when my agent called and told me I got it, I, I was over the moon. So what is yeah, it like I,
0: what is it like then when you're sat just like two or three feet away from him?
2: It's really looking scary. I
0: can imagine.
2: <laughs> it genuinely is. I and mean, he's really nice. But yeah. you know, he's Steve Coogan. He's created one of the most iconic British character comedies ever, I would mm-hmm. say. And and like I say, I grew up watching it. Um so that was, you know, on a Friday night when you come back from the pub it, that was on and and you know sitting up late kind of learning all of the quotes and then repeating them back to each other and so it was massive for me it was a massive massive deal i was very very nervous but he was very kind and put me at my ease and was very encouraging and and hopefully you know we made some we made some good stuff i i really enjoyed being part of it
1: was it easy to forget though that it was steve coogan and not just alan if you know what i mean just, just
2: also, because, and he said this himself, so I'm not being rude. He said he's grown into it, they need less makeup on him nowadays. Because <laughs> um, when, obviously, when Alan Partridge first started, he was quite a young guy, yeah. and they had to do a lot of aging up. But he's now, like, he's nearly the age Alan's always supposed to have been. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a bit. Because the face is so, like, that's Alan Partridge. Mm. Um, yeah, it was great.
0: Right, a little so, tip as well if you haven't heard the audio books of his two Alan Partridge books, they are fantastic, because he, he reads them as Alan Partridge, so it's like another, like each of them about eight hours long, and it's like another eight hours of pure Partridge that you get, and it's fantastic. Yeah. So much fun. Um, <laughs> right, before we carry on, uh, we're going to play a little game of Kerry or Curtain, okay?
2: Oh, hey.
0: Curtin. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to give you five different um, lines of dialogue,
1: oh, God, and you have to tell is. me whether it was I'm Kerry
0: or Curtain. <laughs> Are okay. you ready? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. First one. It wasn't a magnet. It was a bookmark with all the queens on it. Was that Kerry or Curtain? Curtain. Well done. Good start. It was Curtain. Number two. Don't you dare eat the cheese. Uh,
2: that's Curtain as well, isn't it?
0: It isn't. No, it's Kerry.
2: Because
0: oh, yeah, Curtain grabs yeah. the cheese and is about. That's oven space.
2: Oh, yes, it's when really he cuts the little bit and oh. then she and
0: she throws the vase at him, uh okay, so that's one out of two, number three, look, he's waddling like he shut himself
2: that is Kerry, isn't it
0: that is Kerry, yes, <laughs> that's yeah, when yeah. they're lo- they're looking at slugs oh, uh number four, uh utter poison, the pair of them
2: that's curtain
0: that is curtain, well done. Yeah. Uh, what's that, three out of four so far? Yeah. Okay, and the final one. Uh, I got the dump gang and we're tight as fuck. Kerry. Well done. Four. Look at that. Four out of
1: five. Boom. Yes, nice. well done indeed. Four out of five. Well Very done. good. So talking
2: not the... believe I'm shit at remembering lines.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so talking of the other characters in this country, which other ones have stood out for you?
2: Oh, I mean, the vicar is a massive favourite. I think he's genius, um, like just this long-suffering parental standing. But the voice of Kerry's mum—like, mm-hmm. who voices that? It's, it's like it's awesome. It's
0: Daisy um, herself. It's Daisy that does the voice.
2: I wondered, <laughs> I wondered if it was her. It's so funny. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, so just, that's kind of my favourite character. But then I sort of had to pick because Mandy is. <laughs> Terrifyingly brilliant. I mean, <laughs> they all are, really, all are. And then different episodes, you know, you find different ones. But I'd say those three are probably the standouts for me. So uh, I, I and Curtin, obviously.
0: Yeah. So, uh, and have you got any experience of like village life or?
2: No, I'm. Right. I'm a, not. I mean, Cambridge is not a huge town, but that's where I grew up, and that's the city. And then I'm a Londoner, really now. So. No, and my my husband would love us to move out to the country one of these days, but this programme is not convincing me to go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, we will say, I mean, it's it's pretty much sort of where we live, isn't it? To be fair, to know those sort of characters, you would have to, grow, to have grown up in the town. Yeah. If you were to have moved in, or a second home sort of place, you probably yeah. would never see these characters. But if you live around them and been to school around them, you know, we all sort of know the Mandy. We all sort of know... Well, we, we do know Slugs. So yeah, we <laughs> <yeah, laughs> do. Yeah, we do know Slugs. And he is... Well, we shouldn't say it, but he is Slugs. <laughs> he
0: is. He, that is... There isn't much right in there on, on, on Slugs, because he we is... We were
2: having this conversation and wondering this very thing the other night, like, because cause he's so perfect. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, that that's that interests me. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, what was I going to do? No, that's right, yeah. Um, so in regards to the future in uh, yeah. in this country, where would you like to see the characters go? Would you like to see them... I know we said about them going on a holiday. Would you like to see them outside the village, or do you think it would maybe break the mystique a little bit of the whole show?
2: It could be interesting if you did, like, one episode where you see one of their trips with the vicar, like, maybe he tries taking them to Bristol or Bath or something. You know, they do the big city. I mean, even, God forbid, a day in London. But I don't think I'd want... It feels like if they moved it out of its location, it, it would lose a bit of its magic. Mm. But then, you know, prove me wrong and I'll be following it, whatever they do, because I can't see it becoming rubbish just because they've changed location. But, yeah, more for a one off thing. In general, I think that, as you say, like you need to have been there to meet those characters. I think probably you need to be there to make the magic work.
1: Mm. So when the new <laughs> yeah, episode... Yeah. Sorry...
2: Say that again. You, you might know things I don't about plot twists. And oh, no, we through.
0: don't know anything. All, all we do know is we, we went to the preview a few weeks ago and we saw episode four, so what we saw next week, and uh, that's 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 more Vicar-centric again.
1: You're going to enjoy oh, this. Oh, great. Yeah.
2: Well, that, that, please, he's marvellous.
1: Yeah, he's fantastic. There is some really funny moments in episode yeah. four. Really funny. I forgot what was going on, ask, then. Sorry. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> no... Um no,
2: it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. So, it can't has gone to be that good. No, yeah.
0: no. So what, what else have you got planned for the future then, Pippa? Have you, uh, well, apart from sending yourself in we're Spain?
2: A, yeah, we're doing a bit of a working holiday out here and then it's it's back to London seeing what new projects come my way, to be honest. I'm, I'm on the lookout, so fingers crossed some juicy things.
1: Have you got a good West Country accent?
2: It's actually not that bad because I went to uni in Bristol, so I can do a little bit of one. There um, you go. That, you know so yeah get me on the old this country I'll be, that's a bit far
1: isn't it? yeah, <laughs> you, yeah could, you never know
0: curtain sister maybe
2: Ooh, yeah you know you got the
1: same yeah, sort of color, she... same sort of color hair look and
2: yeah and i'm actually i'm getting my roots done tomorrow so i'll be a shoe in <laughs>
1: i think that could be good there you are you should be the casting director <laughs> I <Right. should> be. <laughs> Yeah. Plant- there you go we will try our best
0: with with got absolutely got no PK power way. that we have we shall try
1: our best <laughs> I, I know what i was going to ask so when with the second series dropping as it is are you watching it as soon as it drops is has it got you that hooked?
2: yeah as far as we can with the vpn pop, popping in and out yeah we are like it's 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 our new thing
1: and do you so. end up watching them more than once
2: yeah, we have. Which we watched some of series one and the first episode of series two more than once. But um, yeah, we've got kids, so it's yeah. not one we can watch around them. <laughs> no, no, well, no.
1: unless you want them to learn fruity language. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, we do occasionally teach them fruity language just for shits and giggles. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> <We laughs> out in public, we get frowned. Oh, yeah. So, so is there
0: any other comedy shows that sort of uh, that you're watching at the moment that's the same sort of thing I've as been this country? Lately.
2: No, nothing that sticks with me as much as this one. Um, we've been watching a lot of dramas lately, to be honest. We've been really enjoying Strike and Collateral. So obviously, we're on the old player. Oh, oh, yes, of course. My husband's just reminded me of the thing we have fallen in love with lately. A um, bit late to the party, but Derry Girls. That seems okay. to be another one that
0: seems to be getting a lot of traction online. I mean, so I
1: watched the first two episodes, but I wasn't sure, and I, maybe I didn't give it long enough. Everybody keeps saying, Is you it longer. Wait. Yeah.
2: It's, it's but this is what I'm talking about. It's completely stylistically different. It's very, it's big. They're making, and the actors are making really big choices. Really kind of over the top comedy, but it's not over the top because they're doing it really skillfully and and really truthfully. And the script is genius.
0: Mm. And is it another one that's done like without a laugh track or anything like that? It's that kind of.
2: Yeah. Oh, there's no. No, it's not studio films at all. It's. I mean, there's very few modern comedies now that do that, are there?
1: Just, I that Lee Mack
2: one still no, not, does it, no, doesn't what? it?
1: Yeah, Mrs.
0: I Brown's Boys, something like that, is another one that's. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think that's run its course, hasn't it? Now, I'm, I I don't think I like studio-based it, sitcoms should... anymore.
2: It, yeah, I think probably my taste is 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 less studio audience style for modern comedy.
0: Yeah.
2: Should we say? <laughs> I'm I agree. a big fan of Pat, Don't get me wrong, but I prefer it on the stage. Absolutely.
0: That's wonderful. They go, well, Pippa. Thank you so much for for joining us. Yeah, it's thank been, you. Thanks
2: oh, for asking me. It's lovely.
0: Really it are nice? a breath of
1: fresh air. Oh, I see. <laughs> How many more times can you say that?
0: I just wish I'd had time to give myself like a fake tan, like Alan did. <laughs> I'd, have, I'd have looked a lot more healthier. <laughs>
2: that was very funny. Oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay,
0: I've just got a couple of little bits to uh, little housekeeping bits. Uh, yeah, um, oh, thank there you, you go. I nearly said Zoe. Then you see. <sighs> Okay, Zoe. Thank you, Zoe. <laughs> uh, right, just a uh, a quick um, shout out to Miriam Lewis brown who's our latest Patreon donator. Thank you very much, so Miriam. Thank you very much, Miriam. Your, uh, I think she asked for a signed Daisy oh, postcard, really. so that will be coming to you very very soon. Now, the posterity. I'm going to say, I'm going to call it posterity. I don't care what anyone else says. Name posterity.com giveaway for these six fantastic posters of each episode of the first series. This is the question, in the last episode, which is episode 3, series 2, Kerry was wearing an England football shirt, what was wrong with it? Okay, that's your question. Uh, in the last episode, it was called Minor Injuries, Kerry was wearing an England football shirt, what was wrong with it? So email us at wtafthiscountry at com with your answer, and if you get drawn out, you will win those fantastic
1: posters. They are Amazing! They, they are. are so good, aren't they? They're fantastic. Just God, a little d- sounded like part an of audio prison. description. <laughs> They're basically a poster of each episode of series one.
0: It's a minimalist, minimalist yeah. poster. They're online. We will put it up, put the pictures up online of the posters. They are amazing. So uh, yeah, so that's your chance to win it and uh, back of the net. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, time you've done really well there's not been what other than the milkshake that's <laughs> the best one that's good Yeah, that's pretty good going there you go see <laughs> anyway you've done very well
0: so thank you very much thank you very much Pippa it's, it's been, been a been real awesome. pleasure to speak to you it really has and oh, if you ever find great. yourself in the southwest of England in the Cotswolds come and knock you on our door
2: know, yeah. I might well do <laughs> that'd be
0: wonderful enjoy your time in Spain
1: yes do Absolutely.
0: thank you so much you and we'll, we'll see you soon Bye. thank you Thank you very much, Neil. Thank you very much, Pav. And we'll see you all again very soon, so go and get plumbed, you fuckers. <laughs>
2: Scarecrow Festival is like the most important day of the year. What? Daft cow. This is just ridiculous. What the actual fuck?
0: Hi, I'm Pav i'm neil we're here to tell you about our new exciting project the top 10 of anything podcast
1: phenomenal
0: that's right neil we grab a guest or two pick a subject then bring our own top tens to the pod yes it could be top 10 scary movies top 10 swear words top 10 breakfast foods yum, yum. anything oh you saucy devil